0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu/podcast. The preseason week four slash fifty three man roster review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by my bookie. If you found a hundred dollars on the street, would you pick it up or just keep walking? Of course, you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you are betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And this is it, guys. This is the last preseason episode. From now on, it's all about talking about 2019 regular season from Wednesday's preview episode. We're going to do the review as well. We're going to hit the ground running. And... uh, I couldn't be more excited that 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 you know. First, it was free agencies in our rear view, draft seasons in our rear view, the off season is in our rear view, and now the preseason is in our rear view. It's the preseason week four slash fifty-three man roster review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Four up, four down, and it's just the 16 that we have ahead of us, and quite frankly, beyond. Uh, and it, it's all about the 2019 regular season from here on out. What's going on, everybody? Larry D, back to week four preseason review episode along with the announcement or the reveal of the 53-man roster and just before I started recording uh, we got the 10-man practice squad set uh, as well so we're going to talk about uh, all of that not going to touch much on the game uh, itself we had some some highlights but it was a rather low-key uh, 19 to 15 loss we lost to the titans Uh, On Thursday, Uh, a pretty decent finish. Uh, I think enhanced thoroughly by the work of Kyle Brandt, uh, who called the game, Uh, a friend of the show, uh, as you may know. We had him on on the show back in March. Go ahead and check out that episode if you like. And, um, you know, he he basically called the game like I imagine I would. Like, you could just sense the, the level of excitement. And enthusiasm that he, as a lifelong Bears fan, because he is from the Chicagoland area, is in Soldier Field as the play-by-play announcer. Uh, you know, he wasn't really doing play-by-play, to be honest. I mean, that's and he wasn't setting out to do so either. He he also explained that in the interview that we had back in March as well. Um, but just you know, here he is, a lifelong Bear fan in Soldier Field, sitting with with two of you know. Chicago's uh, former Bears themselves, Coach Wonstadt and uh, uh, Jim Miller, both who had uh, interesting runs uh, with the Bears, and I'll just put it that way, I guess, especially but, and and he's calling a Bears game. And it's being put on TV. So it, it, it's it's just one of those things that even though it was week four of the preseason, anybody that you would really pay money to see was on the sidelines in street clothes, essentially. They're they're in their uniforms, but they're not dressed to play, you know. And, um, the, you know, the significance isn't what you would like for it to be. But it's still the Bears, it's still the NFL, and you're still doing it. And, and you didn't set out to do this, but here you are. So he's having as much fun with it as he possibly could have. And that's what made watching Thursday night's game worth it. Um, it, wasn't, uh, it turned out to be kind of fruitless, as we'll find out when we, when we talk about the roster here in a little bit. Uh, anybody that you were kind of rooting for in the game... None of those guys made the team, or none of them made the fifty three man roster. And I'll have my 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 thoughts on that uh, when we when we get to it. There were two two moves in particular. Uh, that I was disappointed in not so much surprised but definitely disappointed well one that I was disappointed in one that I was floored by I wasn't surprised I was floored with and uh, anybody who's been following me on social media on Facebook or on Twitter knows what I'm talking about already and I'll cover it here uh, on the show when we get to uh, the 53-man roster Uh, but as far as you know Kyle Brandt doing his thing and, and making the game enjoyable and fun to watch uh, in, uh, for the most part. Um, you know, Tyler Bray threw the ball well for the second week in a row. Uh, apparently, <laughs> people are falling in love with Tyler Bray. and would prefer to keep him over Chase Daniel. I've been telling you guys all preseason, Tyler Bray is not the guy. He, you know, he has settled down and thrown the football better. And I'll admit, in this prison has, in this preseason, has played better than Chase Daniel, but it was never his job to take. He was never in contention to be the number two guy. And uh, Chase Daniel suffered from some pretty poor offensive line play in his games with Carolina uh, and the Giants, and the start of that uh, that Colts game. Uh, Tyler Bray benefited from the offensive line playing better for him uh, than it did for uh, for Daniel. Um, you know, and I'm not a Chase Daniel apologist. I'm just kind of baffled that two preseason games you think is going to outweigh everything else that Chase Daniel does. And and here's something that I'll say again during the 53 man roster uh, segment is that I honestly think the Bears are doing all of their evaluating in practice. So I mean, because that's that's really all like as far as who made the team and who didn't. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Is that yeah? Maybe these guys, these guys that you're rooting for, these guys that played well in preseason, maybe you think that they played well enough to earn a roster spot. But the guys that made the team weren't playing. So it was, it was I almost kind of view paying, playing in the preseason as a punishment more than a trial uh, process. Because if you're going to, because if, if you did well in practice or if you were already on the team, you did not play in the preseason. Mitch Trubisky, Khalil Mack, uh, you know anybody important? Uh, Leonard Floyd, uh, Akeem Hicks, anybody on the wide receiver? Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson, Cordell. Pa- I mean, I actually forgot Cordell Patterson was still on the team until I saw him on the sidelines during the Colts game. I forgot we had him because he's not playing at all. He did not play a snap in the in the preseason. It's almost like the like the the evaluation process that the real one is taking place in practice and if you're not doing well in practice then you have to play in the preseason game to keep uh yourself on the team and i i i almost view it as as at that that as at that as i almost view it that way sorry i'm tongue tied i got a thousand things i want to say and i only got one mouth to say it with but um you know that that's kind of how i view it and i like i said i'm going to reiterate that when we get to the 53 man roster because a lot of these, there are a few decisions that were made, and we're like, really, with the way he played in the preseason. But all right, but uh, so it just, I think that if that's where I think all the important evaluations are being made by the coaching staff and uh, and such, and that's why uh, Chase Daniel barely played against the Colts, didn't play at all week four. It was Tyler Bray from from kickoff to the clock going zero. Uh, on it and um, I get, like I said I give him credit he looked good uh, against the Colts he looked good against the uh, Titans uh, on Thursday night uh, he, he didn't do the the thing well he didn't do the things that he did in the first two preseason games which was, and I think maybe that's what helped him was that he had the time and the reps to settle down so maybe in those first two preseason games where he was playing less and he didn't have the time to get into a rhythm to settle down. That's where he, that's because he had those accuracy problems. He had the he had two touchdown passes to Marvin Hall, that, or they would have been touchdown passes. he overthrew uh, Marvin Hall in the Giants game. He put way too much on it. He underthrew Marvin Hall in the Panthers game. If he puts it right on, like like when he threw that touchdown, the to, to, well both the touchdowns, to Jesper Horsted one in Indianapolis and one in the Titans game. Those would have been touchdowns uh, for Tyler Bray. That would have looked a lot better on him uh, than it had been. But I said the same thing about Tyler Bray last year in the preseason. The guy's got a cannon for an arm. It is very, very clear that he's got a very strong, can-make-all-the-throws kind of arm. But his accuracy is... Is garbage. He has a lot of time or a lot of difficulty putting the ball where it needs to be. He did a much, much better with that in those last two uh, preseason games. But I think it was a little it was a too little, too late type situation. I kept reading tweets and seeing posts on Facebook about keeping Bray over Daniel. It's just it's ridiculous. It was not going to happen. It never was going to happen and some people are upset oh we need to address the backup quarterback situation no we don't we're fine we're fine at a backup quarterback daniel will get the job done god forbid um and and guys just keep this in mind if we need a backup quarterback to play we're worse off than we thought okay so we don't want to lose mitch we don't want him going down He's the steam that drives the engine, especially on the offensive side. So we don't want Daniel coming out there. We don't want Bray going out there. You know, And I certainly wouldn't trust Bray over Daniel in that situation. So that's just uh, all there is to that uh, other highlights in the game i mentioned a moment ago uh jesper horstead made two really nice catches uh in the game one for the touchdown uh, and another he kind of did a juggling as i'm falling to the ground uh catch in the middle of the field for a nice gain as well all of which that set kyle brant into a frenzy uh for two reasons number one kyle brant was at 10 all night long uh calling the game which was hilarious to to listen to and watch and number two um jasper horstead is a princeton alum which is where kyle brant also went to went to college uh as well so we had like double the reason to be excited uh for jasper horstead probably disappointed that that jasper didn't make the team but excited that he's on the practice squad so he still gets to root for jasper god forbid we need him uh down the uh down the line so spoiler alert Jesper Horstead, A, didn't make the team, but B, is on the practice squad. So we'll cover the rest of that as we get uh, uh, further along here. Uh, Another big highlight on the offensive side, Thomas Ives uh, had a really nice day. I think he had six or seven catches, maybe more. I don't have the stats in front of me. All I know is that um, he made some good catches, some big catches, uh, some first downs last night. Pretty much caught anything that was thrown in his uh, uh, direction. I thought Alex Bars uh, played very well at left tackle. I think he was there for the entire game because Cornelius uh, Lucas is garbage. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about Cornelius Lucas. Well, for now, anyway. And um, defensively, James Vauders had another sack. And I think that's pretty much it. So it, it came down uh, to the wire. The Eddie Pinero kicked well. He whoo shanked the first extra point horribly horribly missed that extra point uh on thursday night uh, that was not good but uh came back and hit all three of his field goals which are the the kicks that we really wanted him uh to make uh, i think all were, were were under 40 yards that wasn't his fault i think the bears would have given him a chance at a long field goal before halftime but a penalty kind of uh there was a An offensive penalty while we're trying to run the two-minute. The Bears didn't have any timeouts left, and the penalty occurred with like four seconds left, so there's an automatic 10-second runoff, so that ended the first half. I think it would have given Eddie a chance to kick a 50-plus-yard field goal just before the half, but uh, it was not meant to be. But he was three for three on his field goals, uh, one for two on the extra points because he made the extra point uh, later on. Actually, we didn't score two touchdowns, just the one. So he was 0 for 1 on extra points, 3 for 3 on the uh field goals. So yeah, it was an okay game, exciting finish. So Kyle Brandt's kind of a good luck charm. Uh, in that aspect as far as uh, being present for uh, exciting preseason finales because last year the Bears jumped out to kind of a big lead on the Bills only to have the Bills come with this crazy uh, comeback in the fourth quarter to win in the last minute. Same thing kind of happened with the Titans. The, they were behind for the majority of the football game, scored a touchdown late, and then the Bears tried to run the two-minute to, uh, to, to win the football game. And um, – came up uh, came up short and ran a crazy trick play uh, at the end I don't even know how to describe it it was interesting but it almost worked if any of the guys that were blocking would have actually blocked somebody it, it could have opened up but it just seems like those guys ran towards the defenders and then ran past them like they all ran past him like hey guys follow me and no one listened and they ended up tackling the the running back but uh, nonetheless it was an interesting way instead of having a, a hail mary from about 35 yards out i think that's where the ball was uh they tried to run this trick play tossed it around a little bit but ended up uh losing the uh foot, football game so a 19 to 15 final score the bears finished the preseason one and three which uh you know for all those things that like we talked about uh the numerology of this whole thing a few times before it's been 34 years since the bears have won a Super Bowl, 34 being a significant number in the Bears' world. Um, we're returning to Miami. The Super Bowl is being played on Papa Bear Hallis' birthday. It's the 100th season of Chicago Bears football. It's Super Bowl 54, another significant number in Chicago Bears' lexicon. And finally, the Bears went 1-3 in the preseason, the same preseason record they had in 85 the last time we won the Super Bowl, so the the everything is just you know if you're superstitious, this thing is hitting in all the right places. So it's kind of crazy how it just keeps uh, being kowinky dinky like that. So we'll see what ends up happening, and we'll see in four days, four days from today, when the Bears and the uh, and the Packers kick off Thursday Night Football. Speaking of which, today's September first, guys happy khalil Mack day for all you bear fans out there uh i um a year ago on this day i was uh sleeping heavily because i went out uh to do some uber driving i uber drive on the weekends and i did some uber driving on friday got home around 2 3 o'clock so i wasn't even thinking about waking up at eight o'clock on a freaking saturday morning you forget about it but uh I got about four or five text messages around 8.15 in the morning forcing me to find out who in my family was dead or who I needed to kill for t- texting me at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. And it was my dad, it was my my, uh, my best friend, uh, two of my other buddies, all of them texting me to tell me the Bears just traded for Khalil Mack. And I sprung out of bed to uh, read as much information as On the trade. It was like it was confirmed that Khalil Mack was coming to Chicago, but nobody knew what the what the stakes were as far as what the Bears gave up and all the rest of that's that kind of unfolded throughout the day that more and more details came. But uh, that was Christmas in September, guys. That was one year ago uh, today. I almost get choked up thinking about it because we were optimistic about what could happen with the football team that we had after the Bills game. And that uh, changed drastically afterwards. Like I honestly, it didn't change my opinion as far as wins and losses. I'm like, okay, he's missed the entire off season. He had no training camp, no preseason to get ready. So, you know, even if you're out there working out and staying in shape, and God bless him, he did, you're still not going to be up to speed where you need to be at this point. So, you know, maybe he gets off to a slow start with the season, which did not happen. And you know, maybe we, we we catch on later in the season, thinking that Khalil Mack at the time was a a regular human being, and he obviously is not. He's not a regular person. He's a a beast and and a superhuman being is what he is. And he proved that eight days later when we walked into Lambeau for Week One, and he was an absolute machine uh, in that football game, and was for the first five games or so uh, before he hurt his ankle against the, the dolphins. And then he slowed down for two weeks and then came back like an animal against the lions week 10 and, and was, was his old uh, scary self for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the season. But I had even thought that, okay, here I was thinking a comfortable 8-8 eight eight. like I was very comfortable with 500 year one of Nagy, brand new offense all these new guys playing together we got a good defense that's going to keep us in ball games I think we're we're at least a 500 team this year and adding Khalil Mack oh maybe we steal an extra game or two so I was thinking 9 and 7 10 and 6 and we were a dominant 12 and 4 that easily could have been a 14 and 2 15 and 1 team last year we should have won the miami game two special teams gaffes cost us that new england game we should have beat the giants there's your 15 and one uh right there you know it's just kind of ridiculous how that uh how that all went down but uh just just the crazy uh turnout uh with the way the season went and uh obviously week one if kyle fuller catches that aaron Rodgers interception in the fourth quarter we we kneel on the ball for the rest of the game you know i mean it's it's odd that, I mean, you could make a case that the Bears could have lost more games, but you could also make a legitimate case if you go looking at all of those games for 15-1 and or 16-0 and last year. We were one play away from legitimate 15-1 and and two bad plays on special teams from being undefeated in the regular season last year. It's crazy to say, but it's true. It's legitimate to go back and think if one play goes the other way, the Bears win all their games last year. So, um, And here we are a year later chomping at the bit. Here we are a year later from me saying over and over again for the last 12 months, 2019 is the season I really want to see. Year two under Nagy, year two all these guys playing together, full-off seasons for Roquan and Khalil because if you guys remember, Roquan missed the entire preseason last year, A, with a holdout, and then B, he – I think he tweaked something early in the preseason, or when he did come back, but he didn't play any preseason games. Played like five plays in the Packer game. Started against Seattle and didn't leave the field after that. So, but full off seasons for that. Maybe tweak the roster here and there. Add a Cordell Patterson and a David Montgomery and a Mike Davis uh, to the to the roster, and and let's hit this ground, hit the ground running, and uh, we're four days away from seeing that happen. So. Happy Khalil Mack Day. Happy end of the preseason, guys. It's it's almost here. It is almost here. So close you can taste it. Like literally, I can taste the wings I'm going to buy on Thursday on my way home from work uh, to get ready uh, for this football game. I cannot wait for it to happen. And it's going to be a fun and interesting week of shows uh, as well. Tuesday night I'm doing a little bit of a Chicago Bears podcast host summit our good friend lauren cox from locked on bears is going to be joining us as usual and we're also bringing in a new friend from the chicago audible nicholas moriano and uh the two of them are going to join me on tuesday night the show will be out very late tuesday night or first thing wednesday morning depending on when we all when we get it uh done but it will be waiting for you a wednesday morning it will be there for you uh wednesday morning And uh, we're going to talk about – we're going to do – like I said, we're going to do something different with the preview episode because essentially nothing has changed from the last time that I talked to Evan Western aside from going through the preseason, which – they followed the Bears template that nobody significant played any time uh, during the preseason. I think maybe Aaron Rodgers played a little in the first game or two. But otherwise, we've seen nothing. We know nothing about what uh, Lafleur. we haven't learned anything about the Packers that we didn't already know uh, going into it uh, with our conversation with Evan. So taking a little bit of a risk here, we're going to do the summit, the round table. For the preview where we as Bear fans from our respective shows see this season going, what we liked, what we didn't like during the preseason, and what have you. And then Friday, I'm gonna have Evan Western on the show and we're gonna review the game together. And the risk being that it's it is Aaron Rodgers and it is the Packers, so there is a bit of risk that we could be talking about the Bears losing the first game of the season. I only throw that out in fairness. Uh, but in all fairness, I think we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I think I know. I know the Bears are gonna win on Thursday and uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping, praying, knocking on this little wooden table I'm sitting in front of that it's a, a, it's a bloodbath. I, I want to I want and I love Evan Western. I love having him on the show. The guy's been a, a great guest and, and a good friend. Uh, but I want for him to explain how it all went so badly uh, for them on Thursday night. I want to be able to have that conversation with, with a Packer fan just one time, even though it's the, one of the few Packer fans on the planet that I actually like that has a level head uh, that isn't one of those pricks that is constantly going to rub it in your face that the Packers won again and blah, blah, blah. But uh, you know, just for the whole Chicago bears, green Bay Packer rivalry, I would like to like, so Evan, the final score was 45 to six, man. And, um, that's uh, a lot closer than the actual f- play on the field would indicate. Uh, what do you have to say for yourself, bro? What's, what's what's going on with your squad? You know, are they are, are they going to forfeit the last fifteen games? Or you know, I'd love to have that conversation with him, with a Packer fan. And unfortunately, that packer fan has to be him. So hopefully, uh, we're not talking about what could have happened, what should have happened, uh, if if we didn't get this call or blah blah blah, like we've had to in so many different packer games. I don't want to have excuses. I don't want to talk about well, if this would have happened, or if this call wouldn't have been made, or if the Bears didn't have screwed on this penalty. I'd, I want I want that to be Evan on the other side talking about well, if we didn't get boned on that replay or you know something like that. I would like to have I would like to be on that side uh just one time so knock on wood you know if you're if you're inclined to prayer go ahead and throw one up at the bears uh, make it easy on thursday to make it easy on me on friday so uh that's uh very excited about the shows this week and then week two we'll go back to the regular format lori Lattimore volkman's going to be back to preview bears broncos for week two and then i'll review the game as usual uh the following uh monday so oh and don't worry guys Just because we're doing something different with the week we're on review doesn't mean there won't be knee-jerk reactions. There will be knee-jerk reactions. I know that's the favorite part of the review episode. I hear about the knee-jerk reactions so many times when people talk about the review episodes. So trust me, those are still going to be there, even though we're having a guest on for the review, uh, as opposed to just it being me, usually. So uh, still haven't figured out what I'm going to do with the knee-jerk reactions if i'm going to make evan listen to them or if i am if i even have the technical know-how to make that happen i'll figure it out so but we'll 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 get that done and uh yeah we'll uh, we'll there will be knee-jerk reactions so don't want anybody to worry about that so anyway guys here's the main event of the of the episode it's time to reveal the uh 2019 53-man roster but first, we have our mid-roll reads, and first we want to remind you that uh, promo code share you can double your first deposit at mybookie.ag, that's CHAIR for the promo code mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid, and uh, while it might be a good idea to bear down on the field, you need to bear up in the bedroom, and that's why I recommend Blue Chew blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know it works and no i didn't write that intro that was a friend of mine ryan simmons congratulations you can take them anytime day or night on a full or empty stomach and since they are chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises so whenever it's time to bear up fellas blue chew is going to have you ready to go if you could benefit. From, if you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. And this is legal enhancement. Or actually, maybe it isn't. Maybe you would get a four-game suspension if you Blue Chewed your way into the evening. Who knows? Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners who are bold enough to actually visit the website. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue Chew, B-L-U-E, like the color, C-H-E-W.com, promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And now to the main event, guys. That's why we're here. Who the Bears rolling with? To start the season, their 53-man roster. And before we reveal who made the team, I think it's first important to 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 honor the guys that were on the team that that stuck with the team to the end of preseason. And even though this is bad news for them, uh, at least to announce their uh, their fate. The guys that did get that call that you don't want to get. On the Friday after the last uh, preseason game, and, and while that uh, there are other fan bases that are fans of teams that are generous with this information and kind of roll it out as it comes along, uh, the Bears are one of those stingy organizations that that either prefers to have things leaked or wait to share it all at once. Because it was I was eating dinner when the Bears finally announced the fifty-three man roster and we knew there was a handful of guys here and there there was rumors that this guy might be cut uh and stuff a couple of guys announced you know made their own announcements and thanked the bears on twitter and such uh you know so we got a little head of the game on a few of the guys but overall the bears were very stingy with the information until they were announcing the final 53-man roster uh yesterday around between six and seven o'clock because that's when we're eating uh, dinner here at uh, here at my dad's place, but um, here's how it all went down. Uh, Tyler Bray, who people fell in love with this preseason, um, he's uh like a five-year veteran, so they didn't have the opportunity to put him on waivers, but they terminated his uh terminated his contract. Uh, Dax Raymond and black uh, and guard tight end Dax Raymond guard Blake Blackmar were put on injured reserve. Raymond, if you guys uh, saw on Thursday night, had an ugly. He basically got spiked into the ground uh, when he went to kind of like roll up to protect himself, kind of head butted the ground, came out for a little bit, returned, but uh, was a nasty looking injury there but uh you know I guess it's all for nothing the Bears are going to stash him on injury reserve to kind of hang on to him let him uh, get healthy and develop him uh so he's not going anywhere for the moment he's on injury reserve his season is over so uh and Blake Blackmar an offensive guard uh for the Bears um I think he had a leg injury of some kind if I'm not mistaken but uh also and and placed on waivers here come the the hits first uh Ryan Nall uh wide receiver Tanner Gentry the uh um what you call the the um training camp hall of Famer and um spoiler alert he did not get added to the practice squad so Tanner Gentry is off to greener pastures I hope uh for him he had a he had an uphill climb anyway with uh with how stacked that wide receiver room had become he was on the practice squad all of last year didn't play in any regular season games. I don't think he did. Anyway, maybe he played against Minnesota, but I doubt it. Um, but, you know, barely saw him in the preseason, which wasn't that big of a, of a surprise. Adding Marvin Hall, drafting uh, Riley Ridley, along with Anthony Miller, T- Taylor Gabriel, Cordell Patterson, Allen Robinson. He was lucky to be number seven or number eight. Uh, on the depth chart and that was before guys like Thomas Ives uh, started having decent afternoons catching the ball uh, during the preseason so it really was he really was kind of doomed to fail so I feel bad uh, for him but I enjoyed him uh, in his time uh, with the Bears and I wish him nothing but the best so uh, maybe he can go back to Buffalo maybe he can go to Buffalo and be reunited with the guy that made him famous in college and um, Josh Allen is uh, his quarterback uh, from college so uh, maybe maybe that's a possibility uh, for him we'll see um, Bears uh, the let go of Jonathan Bullard uh, kind of a surprise but not really there'd been kind of whispers that this might happen he hadn't really lived up to the third round draft stock that uh, the Bears took him with and he was let go uh, Kylie Fitz uh, tw- uh, 27 2018 six-round draft choice was let go James Vaughters He was let go as well. Steven Denmark, seventh-round pick from this year, and Josh Caldwell. Those are kind of like the bigger names that were uh, let go. Uh, All of them were placed on waivers uh, yesterday uh, to fill out the rest. Wide receivers, these are all wide receivers now. Uh, Joe Walker, Taquan Mazzell, no big surprise there. Uh, Marvin Hall was let go, and I think that was more of a numbers game than anything else, and maybe a lack of versatility on special teams. Like, yes, he's a kick returner but can you use him on punt ret- on the punt team or anything like that i'm guessing the fact that we really can't is what decided uh his fate uh thomas ives who i mentioned to go a-, a moment ago and jordan williams lambert all were placed on waivers uh tight ends ellis richardson jesper Horsted, the star of the last two games and tight end ian bunting all were placed on waivers as well offensive lines jordan mccrary Alex Bars, we'll get to that one in a second. Sam Mustafar, uh, Marquez Tucker, Joe Lowry, Tommy Doles, all offensive linemen placed on waivers yesterday uh, by the Bears. Defensive lineman Jonathan Harris, Jalen Dalton, whose claim to fame was being the guy on the receiving end of Kyle Long's tirade uh, earlier in the offseason, preseason I should say, and uh, Daryl Banfield all released uh, by the Bears. And outside linebackers Chuck, Chuck Harris and, and Matt Betts were let go. The Canadian from Laval University, maybe he'll go to Canada now and take advantage of that number three overall draft choice that he was in their draft this year. Cornerbacks Michael Joseph, Jonathan Franklin the third, and Clifton Duck all placed on waivers. Safety Jonathan Mincy uh, and Doyen Jibou, Jibou, Jibowu, sorry, Jibowu, and long snapper John Wordle. Those were all the guys that got that bad call on Friday and or uh, Saturday. Here's the good news. The 10-man practice squad, offensive lineman Alex Bars, thank God, he cleared waivers. Uh, Tyler Bray is sticking with the team on the practice squad. Our draft choice, Steven Denmark, cleared waivers, so he's back with the Bears. Uh, defensive lineman Jonathan Harris, Jesper Horstead, he's the one that I wanted to stick, and he did. Uh, wide receiver Thomas Ives, defensive back Michael Joseph, offensive lineman Sam Mustafer, running back Ryan Nall, and linebacker James Vaughters. There's your 10-man practice squad. So 43, uh, 40 plus, 40, 37 guys got bad phone calls. Ten of them got an if or a but attached to the end of it. Like we're going to waive you today, but if you clear waivers, we want to bring you back on the practice squad and those 10 guys did. So um, I haven't heard any news about guys like, uh, like an Ian Bunting or a Jonathan Franklin or a Clifton Duck uh, who did not make the uh, or didn't get invited to the practice squad. Maybe he got a better deal somewhere else. I haven't heard about any of these guys catching on anywhere else just yet. Jonathan Bullard, however, did get claimed on waivers by the Cardinals. So he's with the Arizona Cardinals now. Apparently the Cardinals like picking up our, our, uh, our faulty draft choices so they, they they took Kevin White and and let him go already uh had a hamstring injury and they they cut him after he was recovered and uh, now they're taking their chances with uh Jonathan Bullard so wishing the best out there in Arizona and we don't have to play with him play against him this year unless God forbid the Cardinals go on a tear and make it to the playoffs but uh, they got to go through Seattle San Francisco and LA to make that happen I don't yeah, I don't see that being a problem. But um, anyway, I wish all the best to these guys in the preseason. We got to know them well. Uh, we got to see them play for the last four weeks in the preseason. Since we didn't really get to see any of our stars, anybody that we going, to, anyone that we're excited to see play in the next ninety-six hours. Uh, you know, when the Bears and the Packers kick it off on Thursday night. But um, you know, we do wish them the best. And and I think that watching them play in the preseason is kind of how we kind of had these rose-colored glasses when it came to these guys. I know there are people out there right now that upset. Clifton Duck didn't make the team. That uh, they're upset that uh, you know Ian Bunting didn't make the team. Uh, you know James ba- Vauders, that kind of thing. So here's my tirade, guys. Here's who did make the freaking team. All right, so. No big surprises. Quarterbacks, Chase Daniel, Mitch Trubisky. This is in alphabetical order, by the way, straight from the Bears' website. Running backs, Tariq Cohen, Mike Davis, David Montgomery, Kareth White Jr. over Ryan Nall. There could be some arguments made there, but I think the special teams aspect is what put Kareth White, and being a draft choice, is what put Kareth White over the top there. Wide receivers, I think we got six of them. Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, Cordero Patterson, Riley Ridley, Allen Robinson, Javon Wims made the roster this year. Uh, Tight ends, Ben Broniker, Trey Burton, Adam Shaheen, Bradley Soule, no surprises there. Offensive linemen. (sighs) James Daniels, Charles Leno, Ted Larson, Kyle Long, Bobby Massey, and Cody Whitehair, who, by the way, I forgot to mention earlier, uh signed a five-year extension today five years 52.5 million dollars 27.5 guaranteed the second highest guaranteed uh figure for a guard in nfl history so cody white here and our quarterback's best friend that's no joke he and mitch trubisky are uh, bosom buddies uh in a bear uniform through at least 2024, so that's outstanding news. And there's our annual contract extension. It was Akeem Hicks two years ago. Last year it was Eddie Goldman. This year it's Cody Whitehair. So uh, I enjoy that. It's uh, it's good to see that. And and this is also Ryan Pace making good on his uh, on his desire to be like the Packers in the way that um, you know we've got so many guys on the roster and all but one has only ever played for the green bay packers i'm interested to know what those numbers are for the bears now like uh, i I did see the stat yesterday that there are 53 men on the team 48 of them are here because of ryan pace only five guys like uh pat o'donnell uh kyle long kyle fuller um mcmanus and there was one other there are five guys that are on the team now that were on the team that ryan pace inherited in 2015. 48 of them are here because of Ryan Pace. So he's almost gotten rid of anyone that he had nothing to do with, which is amazing. And the team is exponentially better than it was when he took over four seasons uh, ago. Our backups. I talked about Ted Larson. Uh, Rashad Coward. Apparently, they're comfortable enough with where he is with that elbow injury that he is going to be one of our reserve guys. Uh, I talked about Ted Larson, Charles Leno's, James Daniels. <sighs> Cornelius Lucas. How did this happen? How did this happen? And this is where I come down, like where I said earlier, that I believe somehow Cornelius Lucas is doing better in practice than he's doing in the preseason games. That's the only explanation – for the way that Alex Bard completely outplayed him in the preseason, but it's Bars who was put on waivers and Lucas who makes the team. I just think that that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Honestly, it's the only way I can really wrap my head around it because you cannot sit there and tell me that Cornelius Lucas outperformed Alex Bars in the preseason. They played side-by-side for the majority of it, and Alex Bars was blocking his guys and Cornelius Lucas was one of the big reasons why Chase Daniels struggled so mightily in the preseason uh, this year. I mean, he just was not allowed to breathe with the with the way that he was uh, performing. He was terrible, absolutely terrible. And and J- Alex Barrs outperformed him when Alex Bars was forced to play tackle. With the injuries to T.J. Clemmings and Rashad Coward, Alex Bars played the last game and a half of the preseason, at left tackle and you know it just i I don't i don't understand i really don't understand unfortunately we don't get to watch him in practice there has to be something that lucas is doing in practice that alex bars wasn't because alex bars stepped up in those game situations and did what was needed to be done and cornelius lucas very much did not which is what that i mean that was the one move that i was absolutely blown away by i was disappointed that uh, James Vauders didn't make the team and Isaiah Irving did. I was somewhat surprised that Kareth White made it over Ryan Nall. I thought Nall had a better preseason uh, than White did, but that's where I once again kind of lean on the fact that I think that the Bears are doing their main evaluations in practice, up close and personal, Uh, and and what have you, they're making their determinations there. And the preseason is you didn't do well enough in practice, so you got to go prove yourself in the preseason, and we'll see what happens from there. But the the, the fates had already kind of been predetermined. I guess maybe Lucas is getting the veteran nod over Bars on this one, but the good news being Alex Bars did clear waivers somehow – and uh, is on the practice squad. But the reason that I'm not a fan of that, I'm not happy that Alex Bars is on the practice squad because on the practice squad, you're basically an owned free agent because you can sign onto anyone else's 53-man roster at any time, which would put the Bears, who have basically the only good thing is that when they do that, the Bears, the team that owns your rights, has the opportunity to match the offer or put you on the 53 man roster. And that's something that they'll be forced to do if somebody wants a young, cheap offensive tackle like Alex Bars or an offensive or a, just a versatile guy. Bars played guard and tackle for the Bears in the preseason. I thought he did damn well. I can't believe Harry Hestand is on board. With this, this was somebody that he coached not two years ago in Notre Dame. Somebody that would have been drafted, I he th- think he would have been a day two pick had he not uh, hurt his knee uh, in at the end of the season last year, and uh, somebody who performed well uh, in the preseason. I-, I I can't believe that Cornelius Lucas got the knot. I-, I swear to God, it has to be something that's happening in practice that we don't get a chance to see that gave Cornelius Lucas the nod because as far as the preseason tape is concerned, Alex Bars was freaking Anthony Munoz uh, compared to Cornelius Lucas, who was Jamarcus Webb. It was awful. Just awful. Comparing those two, there was no comparison. So I was absolutely blown away by that. I really wanted to see James Varders. That guy played with an endless motor. He made plays in the last three preseason games. Had that strip sack against the uh, Giants that almost went for a touchdown if not for the desperation of Daniel Jones. Uh, he had another sack on uh, on the in the Colts game. I think he I think he was the one that caused the fumble that that gave. Uh, Ulea Booneyway, his touchdown against the uh, Colts, and then he had another sack on Thursday night against the Titans. This guy was was balling out, but again, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Isaiah Irving must be doing something in practice that that Vauders isn't doing. Who knows? But that was the offense, and that's my that's my gripe. I can't believe Alex bars is on the practice squad. We could risk losing him at any moment. And the Bears would have to make a move in order to keep him, which is something they should have done initially. You know, like maybe they – and wouldn't it just be something that if the Bears are forced to make a move to keep Alex Bars and it was Cornelius Lucas that we let go? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Why don't we just do that offhand and, you know, bring Cornelius Lucas on the practice squad? Maybe he's not eligible. Maybe that's why he did it. I don't know. But uh, whatever the reason is, Alex Bars had to go through waivers. Somehow he cleared waivers, and uh, he's on the practice squad for now, but he's at constant risk of being taken from us at literally any moment. He could be signed to a squad tomorrow, and, you know, the Bears would have to make a decision, decide if they really do want to keep him or if we have to risk letting him go and let somebody else develop him into the lineman that uh, I think he can be. So, yeah. That's one of those that's going to keep you up at night sometimes. It's just the risk of losing him when he should be on the roster and protected. Instead, he's unprotected on the practice squad. So that sucks. Defensively, uh, on the defensive line, uh, with Jonathan Bullard gone, it's Abdullah Anderson that will take his spot uh, on the unit. Uh, The regular guys, Eddie Goldman, Roy Robertson-Harris, Akeem Hicks, Well, now Nichols, Nick Williams, no big surprises there. Uh, The linebackers, the inside guys, we kept six. That was kind of a surprise. That really was kind of a surprise. Uh, You know, Iggy, Joel, EA Booneyway, Nick Witkowski, uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, and Josh Woods both making the team. I'm guessing that's got special teams into, you know, things ripping all over it. Uh, Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, those are our starters. Outside linebackers, we only kept four. Leonard Floyd, Isaiah Irving, Aaron Lynch, Khalil Mack. I would say to keep your eyes on the Bears making a move there. There were some outside linebackers that hit the waiver wire that uh, you know are probably free agents by now. Uh, guys like former first-round pick of the Broncos, Shane Ray. He signed with the Ravens and didn't make the team. Maybe the Bears kind of uh, bring him in, maybe see what happens there. But uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Cornerbacks, Prince of Mukamura, Kyle Fuller. Duke Shelley, our six-round pick from this year. Buster Scrine, Kevin Tolliver, no big surprises there. At safety, Deion Bush, who had a good preseason. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix. DeAndre Houston Carson, who's more of a special teams ace than anything. Eddie Jackson and Sherrick McManus, God bless them, sticks at the safety position. And then our specialist, Pat O'Donnell, Eddie Pinero, long snapper Patrick Scales. There you go, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, there's the, the squad that we're rolling with into Thursday night against the Packers, and that also could change. Remember last year, we announced the 53-man roster that didn't have Khalil Mack on it, so there was a, a move or two that had to be made to put Khalil Mack on the 53-man roster after, uh, <laughs> after the, the physical and all that kind of stuff, but uh, there was somebody that was on the team one day and then gone the next because we had to put, uh, we had to make us make room for Khalil Mack on the uh, active roster. So, like I said, no very, real surprises. The disappointments being, I really liked Ryan Null. I think maybe we could have sacrificed one of the, uh, one of the six linebackers to open up a spot for for Ryan Null to be on the team, on the actual team and not on the practice squad. Again, just a reminder: Alex Bars, Taylor Bray, Tyler Bray. Sorry, Stephen Denmark. Jonathan Harris, Jesper Horsted, Thomas Ives, Steve, uh, Sam Mustafer, Ryan Nall, James Vauders. that's our practice squad. So 10 of those guys uh, brought back. But like I said earlier, none of the guys that we were watching in the preseason, none of the guys that we were kind of rooting for to make the team actually made it. It just seemed like you know everyone that we knew was already on the team and some guys that were surprised to see, like Cornelius Lucas and, and uh, Isaiah Irving and, and things like that, Ended up making uh, the team, so go figure. Like I said, it, it all has to be something. I think Matt Nagy puts way more emphasis on what the guys are doing in practice and how they're performing there, as opposed to what's happening uh, in the in the preseason games. I think I think honestly that that Maggie views the preseason more as a exercise for the coaching staff, maybe more so than the actual. Than developing the players. I know that sounds crazy, but based on who played well in the preseason and who didn't, there are more guys that didn't make the team than should have this year. So, I mean, that's just kind of what we have. And also, again, it's the rose colored glasses thing. These are the guys that we had to watch play for the last month. So even though there was no emotional investment in the wins and losses department, there kind of is an emotional investment in wanting to see some of these guys succeed and be on the team and watch them develop in a bear uniform like a Clifton Duck, like a Jonathan Franklin, like, uh, you know, a Michael Joseph or Thomas Ives. And granted, some of these guys are practice squad guys, but I would like to see what, uh, what Alex Bars can do against the Green Bay Packers, God forbid. You know, I would like to see what Ryan Nall could do in a, in a in a big game situation. So uh, that that's something that I like to see. Jesper Horsted uh, had a had a great preseason the last couple of weeks catching and catching tough passes, contested passes. I mean, it's not like he was just catching the little five yard dumpers or anything. He was going in there in traffic with you know a DB draped all over him and making outstanding catches the last couple of weeks. And he's on the practice squad, so yeah, we have his we have him rights. We have him in the building. But um, we could lose him, and we'd have to make a move that we're probably not going to make in order to keep him. So that's the kind of disappointing thing about it all. But nonetheless, those are the 53-man man, uh, roster we're going to battle with on Thursday, the 10-man practice squad that will have them get ready for Thursday night's game. And now we're ready. We are absolutely ready for war, for our beloved to take the field in – 99 hours, but who's counting? Um, It's 3.30 right now. The Bears and Packers kick off just after 7. So let's say, let's call it 100. Why not? 100 hours from right now. We got 96 hours plus the four to get us there. 100 hours from this moment, the Bears and Packers will be kicking off the 100th season of NFL football, the 100th season of Chicago Bear football, and a long-awaited 2019 Regular season. It seems like the better the teams, the Bears have been putting on the field, have been getting the last few years. The longer the goddamn off season seems to last. Like when in 2016, when they were six and ten, were you really that excited? You were ready ready for the regular season, but were you chomping at the bit, counting the hours? I'm a hundred hours now. I'm down to a hundred hours for the Bears and the Packers. To get ready, and yeah. I could I could get you down to minutes and seconds if I really wanted to. I really could. I'm sure I could start a timer and and just update you every now and again. But uh, that's how excited I am to see this season start and get things underway. We will get it started on Wednesday with the, uh, the roundtable episode with Nicholas Moriano from the Chicago Audible and our good friend Lauren Cox from Locked on Bears. We'll watch the game on Thursday. We'll come back on Friday with uh, – Evan Western from Acme Packing Company the first time we're going to have an opponent on the show to review a game and uh, I'm fairly confident that that's going to go our way and it'll be Evan who's got some explaining to do and I'm looking forward to all of it and I hope that you are too guys it's, it's, re- it's really here the regular season is almost here it's, it's, uh, the, off, the preseason is done you know like I said we got the free agency period behind us OTAs draft season preseason or you know training camp now the preseason the offseason it's all done we're only going ahead we're only going forward from here and i'm so excited glad to have you with us so uh we'll be back on wednesday for the roundtable episode to preview week one for our beloved against the green bay packers until then my name is larry d and this has been the bears talk underground That's why every car we sell is CarMax-certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive. And start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane.